So uh, this is a um, interview with my good friend uh, here, Samson West. I am joined hey, by uh, I am joined by ET Thirteen Productions, who will be uploading this. Um, hey and Raiju Raiju Kaiju Productions, but he won't be talking. Uh, if he will, he he'll be uh, texting us the uh, questions or uh, what he would like Samson like to ask Samson. And I will say it for him. But anyways, uh, let's move right down on to the questions. Uh, Samson, what is your favorite scene out of Godzilla vs. Gigan? Alright, so scenes out of Godzilla vs. Gigan. I just got done watching that movie for a second time. Or a second time. No, I got done watching that for the millionth time tonight. There's actually one specific scene that I like a lot because of the cinematography and the way they did it. It's where... It's during the end of Ghidorah and Gigan's attack scene on Tokyo. Gigan, like, you see him just, like, do his little screechy roar, his little side beaks open up, you see his profile, he screeches, and then he turns around and walks away, and then the camera slowly pans out, and you see just the burning uh, city, just like, they slowly just, like, I just thought that was a beautiful shot the way they did that where it shows oh. Gigan like roaring over his own destruction and turning away proudly. And it just, it just showed so much. Uh, it was so epic to me when I saw that I got chills. It was, it was, they did a really good job with that. I thought, I know what show you're talking about. And I agree. That is a very good shot. Um, because, uh, I mean, there's many shots in the movie that are epic, but that just showed the Gigan. He was like, all right, I did my job. I don't need to destroy anymore. I'm just gonna walk away epically. And they they just the uh, the special effects about that they were really well done. Um, if there was one thing you could change about the movie, what would it be and why? Well, this is a complaint that most people have about the movie in particular. It's the fact that they used quite a bit of stock footage from older movies to put filler into this one because the budget yeah. wasn't as large for this movie. Um, so they used a lot of stock footage from older movies such as Ghidra, the three-headed monster, so they could use more Ghidorah footage and uh, Godzilla versus Monster Zero, a.k.a. Invasion of the Astro Monster. Um, so they, ha- they used a lot of older Ghidorah footage from the last two films. Oh, they also, and Destroy All Monsters. There's a few pieces, very, only, only small scenes, but they used a lot of um, scenes from the older movies that involved Ghidorah in this movie uh, for, for fillers because they didn't want to, I don't know, I guess they just did not, they didn't have the, the budget to film as much Ghidorah scenes in this movie. So, I guess that is the one complaint that I have about Godzilla vs. Gigan is mm-hmm. the stock footage usage in this film. Um, any other things you would change? Hmm. Aside from that, I mean, I really love the movie just in general. There's, there's not much aside from that that I would change uh, because uh, I guess we, this might be a question that you asked me later on. The Godzilla suit is about worn out in this film, but but I still love the design of the suit and stuff, even to this date. So that's that's pretty much the one complaint that I guess I could say about the film. It's just the use of stock footage. That's about it. That's the only well, I mean, I have. 
in the last interview, you already talked about the uh, suit quite in depth. So, uh, unless you, uh, well, go ahead if you have anything else to add about the suit that you didn't say last time. There's not really much. I mean, that suit has been used over the ca- uh, the course of, um, let's see, yeah, from 68 to 72. That's a four-year span of that suit being used over and over and over again and them modifying it and to, to make it last. And, and, I mean, I don't know what all they had to do in the studios, like, like uh, using, like, uh, because it's made out of rubber. It's 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 silicone rubber, so they have to like keep that thing moist so it doesn't dry out. I don't know what they had to do to keep that thing alive for four years because that is one of the longest, it, or quote unquote, actually it is the longest lasting Showa suit in history because they didn't use any other suit for that many years in a row in the Showa movies. Yes, we have the 1973, 74, and 75 suit. That's three years in a row. Um, but the original Destroy All Monster suit, they used that for four years. So that's that's a long time to have a suit lasting. Um, wasn't wasn't that also the the most used one period at, for a certain amount of time? Like, uh, if I believe, even over Heisei and Millennium, I know I'm I'm trying to think through the Heisei films. I think uh, yes, you are correct because in the Heisei films. The 89 and 91 suit, those were practically the same, but with minor modifications. 92 suit was a new suit on its own. 93 and 94, or no, excuse me, I'm sorry. The 92 and 93 were the same suit. They were modified. 94 was a brand new suit, and they turned it into the 95 Burning Godzilla. So no, the yes, you're correct. The 1968 through 1972 suit, is the only suit in Godzilla history that has been used as long as it did. And uh, Millennium, there's not even a contest because literally all all of those movies, except for uh, well, Godzilla 2000 and Godzilla versus Mega Gears, they use the same suit. Um, and then, well, Godzilla. Well, I was about Mexico. to talk about like the storyline, like the story, but yeah, that too. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, like everything except for Tokyo SOS and uh, against Mechagodzilla uh, was uh, either was either a prequel or a remake. Exactly. The Millennium series. It was all new stuff. Like Godzilla 2000. Even though they recognized in that movie that Godzilla has been existing for a long time, every single one of the Millennium movies they pretty much, it, it was like a direct sequel from the original one. There was no such thing as the Heisei series. They ignored the entirety of the Showa movies that existed before that. Um, Millennium, pretty much every single movie in that series was a direct sequel to the 1954 Godzilla movie. Well, I mean, like like you said, with the exception of like uh, the, the movies that were combined together, like, like Tokyo SOS and, or excuse me, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla and Tokyo SOS, which are sequels to each other. And then, um, yeah, so. Um, uh, this is a little bit off, tof- off topic, a little bit. It kind of has mm-hmm. to retain to this. It's still about Godzilla. Um, what, was, what did you rate um, 54 again on, like, uh, your list? Oh, as, as just, like, a, a movie that I love? Yeah. 
Well, no, out of out of uh out of the other Godzilla movies. Oh, the nineteen fifty four Godzilla. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, I have to give it a high rating because, of course, it's the first movie, and it, without it, we wouldn't have the other the other movies we have to date. But I'm a big fan of like corny the corny Godzilla movies. So, with that being a much more serious movie, um. It's not. It's not like the the highest on my list. It's not a movie that I love to like pop in and play in my in my DVD player over and over again. But I I I will definitely give that movie a good eight point five out of ten. As far as like movies that I love out of the Godzilla series goes, because I mean that's the movie that made Godzilla what it is today, and it has such a strong and powerful story and uh, metaphorical background to it. You know the destruction of japan and, and and godzilla basically being a metaphor for for the atomic testing that, or in the or quote unquote, the atomic bombs that we dropped on japan he's basically the atomic bombs embodied as a creature that uh took wrath on japan so i love the original movie and there's two different versions of the movie you got to think about it there's the yeah. original 1954 movie and then there's the 1956 movie with Raymond Burr. Those movies are actually very, very different. The Raymond Burr version for America, it's, it's a little, they kind of took away a lot of the emotional tragedy um, like that they tried to express in the original Japanese version. But if you go for back the, and watch the Japanese version, it's, it's really, it's a heavy movie. It really is. And it really the, gets to you. For the Japanese version, I see a, I see it more of a cold a commentary on the Cold War and droppings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki for Japan, and then for the ones uh, for the one that has Raymond Burr, uh, King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that one more as like a basically everybody. Yes, uh, the the Japanese one is more by the the two bombs that were dropped on japan and then the raymond burr version it's just about war in general and yeah. just and, and it, it, it's it, they try to appeal to a general audience like it's almost as if the american version they're they're, they're trying to do what uh uh they're trying to do what like germany does for a lot of uh, older pictures where it's uh germany with older movies they try not to make it seem like Germany is the bad guy. Because, you know, back then, we were technically the bad guy because we dropped two big bombs on Japan. So the 1956 version with Raymond Burr, it tried not to seem like we were the bad guy. They tried to make it just seem like it's a general audience movie. It's a scary, giant monster movie. It's not, well, not about even the that destruction of Japan, you know, that, that, we infl- that we inflicted on them. You know? Well, not even that necessarily, because... The the plot of Doctor Sarazawa is supposed to replicate uh, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings, with the oxygen destroyer basically being like a metaphor for. Well, Doctor Sarazawa is the character being a metaphor for. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who made the the uh, atomic the bomb. original atomic bomb. Uh, yeah. Oh God, I know. I, I wish I had more attention right now. Uh, because then I could like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
he, Dr. Sarazawa is exactly that. He is pretty much an analogy for um, blah, 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 which I'm too stupid to think of it, who did yeah, me either. the, uh, who was the man that created the atomic bomb, who was actually Oppenheimer. the scientist. I'm sorry? Who, who's Oppenheimer that? was his name. Yeah, that's his name. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's that's actually a really good analogy. And what Sarazawa was supposed to be, in my eyes, was them, Toho, trying to say, here's a way how you could see it through the Americans' eyes. That to me, that's what it what that's what it seemed like to me. Yes, and they showed that he was regretful. He was regretful for his invention. He made it, and he realized the destructive power of that invention. So, of course, at the end of the movie, that's why he sacrificed himself so that nobody else could ever get a hold of such power and replicate that and use it for for good or bad in the future. You know what's you know what I see in, in Dr. Sarazawa's story? One one of one of the great tra- tragedies in his story. At least he got the decision to be able and either kill himself and keep his secrets or uh um release it to the world. Because well, there was there was a couple because Oppenheimer there. didn't really get the he didn't really get the chance to do it, right? That's because tough. he by the time he figured out what he was working on and what like the devastation, it was too late. I, everybody else saw, had like his notes. It's basically the Frankenstein theory. It's like the the doctor creates something extraordinary. And then um, it turns out to not be like it, it turns out to not be good for the for mankind like they originally thought, and it yeah. goes awry. So that's that's kind of that's that's what they call the Frankenstein theory. It's it's the this the inventor thinks of something extraordinary that nobody has ever thought of before, and they do it, but then it turns out to not be the best for mankind and they have no control over it because it's it, it's already been released to the world. Yeah. Um I know I went on a little bit of a tangent to like 1954 but what basically what I was going to ask is That's uh, fine. Um what what do you like so much about uh Godzilla versus Gigan versus that movie considering everybody else including myself likes 54 uh t- uh usually a lot more than uh, any of the other show or other Godzilla films, period. That's funny and, that you say that because I can kind of... Uh, I'm not going to argue with you, of course, but I will say that I disagree with that because I've been, I've been around long enough. I'm 27 years old. I'm not, I'm not as old as a lot of other Godzilla fans, but I've been around for 27 years. I've been collecting since I was four, so I've been a fan for 23 years. And... With social media being as big as it is in this day and age, of course, you can talk to anybody and everybody nowadays and, and opinions and, and uh, things like that are thrown around like crazy. Um, but 
I would say, yes, people, of course, they have a lot of respect for the original 1954 movie because that's what started it all. If it weren't for that, we wouldn't have all these brilliant, beautiful movies that we have today that we can all love and cherish and, and, uh, and, and just ogle over. Well, um, it's not even that necessarily. It's just, it, I would also say it's because it's like the most different out of all the other movies with its complete, basically completely serious tone. With all the it other, does, it other... does have like a very, very, very serious. Tone. The only other movie that I could compare to it having a super serious tone, like that movie, would be the. Uh, there's, there's actually two movies, the 1984 movie Godzilla Returns. I haven't seen like, that one yet. The Ameri- the Americanized title for it is Godzilla Returns, which also uh, they they did the same thing. They filmed some American scenes. With Raymond Burr in it, because it's uh, so it has Raymond Burr yeah. in it again at, as um, quote unquote Steve Martin. But at that time, you know, the actor Steve Martin was really popular, so they cut that out of the movie and they just called him Mr. Martin because you know yeah. Steve Martin was famous for Saturday Night Live and, uh, and a lot of other things, um, but. There's that movie. That's that's a that's a very serious Godzilla movie. And then GMK, Godzilla yeah. Mothra King Ghidorah. That's another very serious Godzilla movie with yes, very mythical tones. It, it's it's much much more mythical and, and shit like that or stuff like that. Excuse me. Um, but, well, that's the thing with me. I much prefer sci-fi over fantasy, but that's just me, right? That's why people love Showa. Showa is probably the best series out of all of them because yes. it's it's very sci-fi and corny and fun. And then later on, the movies got a little bit too more, too serious. So that's uh. I wouldn't my... say they got too serious. I I would just say they they turned into their own thing. The Heisei movies got real pretty surreal, in my opinion. That's why I yeah. like them okay. That but I. I can definitely say I can't remember the last time I popped in a Heisei movie to watch it because I wanted to. The show um, movies I are I, pretty I much can, the one. I bet <laughs> I, I can like tell that. which one it is, though, that you popped in last. Godzilla um, vs. Destroyer. That probably would be the, la- the, the, the last one that I did pop in. Um, because yes, of course, that is one of the most beautiful movies out of the Heisei series that exists. It relates so much to just like it's it's a great finale to the Heisei series, yep. and the fact that it it, it um it, it deals so well with the original Godzilla movie. Like it's a, it's almost like those two connect so well together. And mm-hmm. I mean, of course, it has the actress from. From the very first movie, uh, uh, oh my god, I, I can't remember her last or who her name is, but you know, Momo, uh, Momoko Kochi, I believe, is how you pronounce it. But she was in. I'm sorry, what was her actual? <laughs> oh, I feel so ashamed for not actually knowing her character's name from the first movie. Um, she was the love interest of of Akira Takarada's character. Oh. Uh... <sighs> Is is it Emiko? Emiko, 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 yeah, yeah. 
the fact that she was in Godzilla versus Destroyer, that was really cool. And the fact that she had anything to do with it, period. So that's like um, that's like the only character that's ever like I've been interested in and has like gone more than one movie. Well, Kira Takarada, he's been in several movies as well. I mean, he, he actually I can't remember which movies he was in in the Hayse series. I think he popped in for one. But of course, in Godzilla Final Wars, remember he's 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 uh he's one of the main characters in that. I can't no, remember. I like, I've only seen that movie like a few times, but he's the one that's like, Oh, come here, puppy, whatever, blah 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 like when they were trying to like interview him or whatever. And then he goes like that dog is not yours. It's mine. You have no idea who this dog is. So they used um, to uh... Um. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, that's all I had to say. Go ahead. Uh, no, I lost my train of thought. You go ahead. <laughs> well, you're the interviewer, so I, I mean, I'm waiting to hear questions. Okay. So, well, uh, I'll ask a different question from what I was going to ask. Um, right. uh, um, if if you could change one thing about the set or design or anything like that about the movie, not like a uh, plot or anything like that. Would there be anything you would change with that? I know I kind of already From asked Godzilla this versus Gigan. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, besides like, stock, besides like stock footage. Right, right. No, like the actual, like the, the setting of the movie itself. Yeah. The, the like what they recorded brand new for the movie um yeah. that's kind of funny you you asked that question because that's something i kind of wanted, wanted to brag about about the setting of the film um instead of i mean i i actually don't have any hate for what they, the 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 setting of the film i actually wanted to kind of say something positive about it so no there's there's actually nothing that i would like for them to change about the setting of the film i thought that they did a good job for the fact that they they filmed it in present day 1972 i'm assuming because they never said like this this film takes place in blah 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 like they did with destroy all monsters making it take place in 1999 um i i believe that godzilla versus gigan took place in 1972 because all the characters had the retro clothes and all that stuff. Um, so there's nothing about the setting that I actually know. There's nothing about the setting that I want to change. Um, well, that's why. I w- well, I mean, not not why, but uh, I was also going to ask afterwards what you would commend them for, like the opposite. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm ready for that question. I thought it was very cool that they did something they've never done before. The fact that they. Uh, like the final fight scene. Well, of course, you know, the majority of the stuff takes place in Tokyo, just like always. You get the big city and then all this stuff. But the fact that this movie takes place at a theme park, that's very interesting. That's not something you've ever seen before. That's a very interesting setting for a monster fight to happen in. I mean, think about if they Americanized that. Like if, if you took a Disneyland. Godzilla versus yes, exactly. Godzilla versus whoever, and they fought in Disneyland. 
wouldn't that be really cool? Like if Godzilla yeah. grabbed a roller coaster uh, train set and used it to like as nunchucks and slapped another monster in the face with it. I mean, yeah. I, that's what I thought was really cool about Godzilla versus Gigant. It's something that no other movie has done or will ever do. I guess is the fact that we have we have this uh, final fight scene at a theme park. That's really cool to me. It's different, and I love it. Well, they kind of missed their opportunity in 2014 whenever uh, um, uh, the Mutos went through um, Las Vegas. Like, it would have been cool if, like, they did something oh, there. Yes. I mean, if they'd have fought in the Las Vegas Strip, just, I mean, all the beautiful, the lights, the, the gambling, just, like, all the And plus, and plus they did it in the day. Remember? It's just like that... Uh, uh, I'm not sure how many of you get, how old uh, many of you are at that, but remember that amazing game for the PlayStation 2, War of the Monsters? Does yeah. anybody remember yeah. that game? I know what you're talking about. There's, a level, talking about. there's a level in the game where you fight, uh, I, I believe it's actually the second level of the game. You fight something, it's, it's uh, oh man, I can't remember the name of the monster, is. I'm, uh, but I loved it. He was pretty much a ripoff of Godzilla. And you fought on the Las Vegas Strip, and you fought like with with all those amazing buildings, like they had all this like crazy cool stuff on them. The lights, the the buildings were you had different like um, I mean it was just really cool. It was all lit up and very extravagant. All the buildings had cool like uh, fountains and stuff, and and um, there was like a giant sword in the main lobby of one building or, or something. So you had many different options for like using weapons throughout the Las Vegas strip to fight the other monsters. So yes, you're right. I mean, if they'd have done that with Godzilla 2014, yeah. with Godzilla versus the female Muto, when she first crashed through the Las, Las Vegas strip, that would have been really awesome. Yeah. Kind of missed out on, on uh, missed out on an opportunity there, but, it's yeah. all right. We still, yeah. we still we got what we got, and uh, we it uh, was it was it was Godzilla's return, and I I don't think people would have like welcomed that like the general audience would have welcomed Godzilla getting the miniature uh, Eiffel Tower and like hitting Amudo with it, right? Or using that as like his final move to like skewer through their yeah. head or something like, that. yeah. Um. Uh, uh, I only thought of this like uh, a few minutes ago, but and I, and I was like, oh yeah, that 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 would be something that uh, I would kind of be interesting for him to know, or like uh, to ask him. But um, uh, you know the aliens in this movie, Guzzle versus Gigant. We're going back yeah, to right? yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. The the well, I guess you. I don't know if they are technically the Nebula M. Space Hunter aliens. Uh, I don't um, know. No, they, I don't think they, they are. It's it's they were because it's funny. They request the help from Nebula M. I mean, that's that's something that I've always kind of found kind of interesting with this movie is the fact that I don't believe they are actually the Nebula M Space Hunter aliens themselves. But anyway, so. Your question so, is about their their them in general. So, do you like those aliens, the cockroach 
cockroach aliens more <laughs> or do you like I just got why you laughed anyways um do you like those aliens or the monkey aliens or the uh well no I, yeah just those those three or no those two <laughs> Out of the out of the seventies uh, aliens from the series, uh, because or I guess... yeah, the I guess the um uh, the ones from Final uh, not Final Wars, Destroy All Monsters, the Keylocks. Out of well, all the, we, what, we have we we technically yeah, have several different ones. We have we have the um we have the aliens from Monster Zero. You know the the Planet X aliens. Oh yeah, that which one are I forgot. Very very plain. Uh, there's Japanese dudes and some weird spandex with a little antenna on their head and then a little visor. So we got the the Monster Zero aliens. We have the Keelox from yes from the Straw Monsters. Uh, let's see, let's see, yeah, Godzilla versus Guy again. We now have it's we don't really know what to actually call them. I mean, we can't say that they're the Nebula M Space Hunter aliens because yeah. I don't believe they are. I think they. I don't asked, think they are either. I asked. I think they asked for the help from Nebula M Space Hunter. Um, and in 1973, they're not technically aliens, but the Cetopians from Godzilla vs. Megalon. They're kind yeah, of similar. Say that they're, one. They're, they're, they're a little. They're a little similar. I mean, they're 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 yeah. still a uh, a different race of whatever. As and a matter of fact, they get help from. Uh... The they do. They, ask, yeah. they, they say, um, contact Nebula M Space Hunter and ask for Gigan's help. I mean, the leader asked for that with his, his crazy uh, bedazzled uh, silver robe or whatever. And then, yes, 1974-75, we have the Ape Aliens yeah. from the third planet from the Black Hole. And then you kind of have the ones from... Mechagodzilla, the uh, terror of Mechagodzilla that kind of like acted differently. Oh, that's why I said 74 slash 75. I, I said yeah. they are, they're both. I mean, if you watch the movies and listen closely, they are both the same thing. They're oh, both I know they're the, the same thing, but it's they're both the, the planet, the planet uh, from the black hole aliens. Yeah, but they, the ones from uh, 74 and 70, like 74, they, they were definitely want... ape aliens. Yeah, were, but the were, ones from like seventy five, you can shoot like the guy at the end. You he he turns into spacecraft at the end. Uh, he doesn't turn into a spacecraft. Uh, the what we're supposed to understand is the fact that, like, as the soldiers are shooting at him, um, he jumps off the cliff and he jump. He's supposed he jumps into his spacecraft. Is what we're what we're supposed to actually understand. That was a very odd edit in that movie. I know it, it really was. And then we see, like, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the the original Japanese version of Terror Mechagodzilla. There's a scene where, like, um, the main character, the one that's that's in love with um, with a uh... oh my god, I'm I'm so shameful. Uh, Katsura. 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 Yeah. Where Getcha! he's like uh, he, he's he's choking out uh, the second in command of the main bad guys, the one that has that ridiculous goatee beard, <laughs> and yeah, and he he chokes him out, and while the guy's being choked out, he like rips off his quote unquote human face 
and you see his alien face. And it's not an ape alien look at all. They cut it's that not, out. It's they not cut, an ape alien look, or it is an ape no, alien look? It's not. It's not an ape alien look at all. It, it, it's very, I mean, he still has like a green, greenish, weird texture to the way his skin looks, but it is not ape alien looking like the I have 1974. I have not seen that oh. at all. Well, I've, I grew up with the, uh, I mean, I have them on DVD. I have the classic media collection of Godzilla movies, and mm. that includes Godzilla Raids Again, Mothra, Ghidra, Monster Zero, um, Godzilla's Revenge, and then finally Godzilla, um, or Terror, or Mechagodzilla. It's a, it's a five-movie collection, and it's actually really, really rare nowadays, but because I grew up in an age uh, where I was around when it came out, I was able to get it as it came out, like at Walmart for 20 bucks when it came out. Hmm. So now it's a, it's a very rare dvd collection but it has each of those dvds has the japanese slash american version of each of the films which is actually better than like trying to find the copies of them well uh back to the question um uh yes i can't uh, wait for any question um do you like those any of those other space aliens more and if you do would you if you if they if you could like go back in time and replace those aliens in Godzilla versus Gigam, would you replace them with that other alien that you like more? If you do like one more, I'm going to say no, just because of the fact that each movie needs to stand out on its own. I think I, okay. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla was my very first movie, the 1974 film. That was the movie that got me into the hobby. So I, I recognized the space uh, apes as, as aliens. I do recognize those as uh, really cool Toho aliens. But no, I would not replace, I would not replace any other film's aliens um, because I like them more. I think that each film needs to stand out on its own with... Uh, you know, being different. Uh, but that's, that's, that's why Godzilla vs. Gigan is cool. They have their own aliens. It has a different theme. Uh, there's no reason to want to make um, movies similar just because you like one thing more than another. Just because the aliens from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla were cooler, the ape aliens, I'm, I'm not going to replace so Godzilla vs. Gigan more. Are you saying that you do like the aliens from Mechagodzilla more? I do, because, yes, of course, Godzilla vs. Gigan, it's very corny, but that's the reason that I love that movie. It's, it's corny just by having them being life-size cockroaches. And so... If you yes. were going to have the two aliens switch movies, would, would you do it? Switch movies like the Roach aliens are now in Mechagodzilla and no 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 I think I think that they're 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 fine where they are because uh, it's it's hard to imagine some giant cockroaches being being the controllers of a giant mechanized Godzilla that seems very weird and then you have these weird ape dudes being controlling uh, a giant chicken robot with a buzz on his chest 
No, I think that, that uh, what we have is good. Everything needs to stay the same. Let's, let's not switch things around. It's all good <laughs> how it is. Um, uh, if you if they were going to, if Toho was going to start doing remakes of the all the Showa era movies, mm. um, how would you feel about that? And spe- more specifically, how would you feel about if they did it with Godzilla versus Gaigan? Well, I guess it depends because we've kind of seen them. We, we've seen them reboot pretty much every single monster in Final Wars. We saw them reboot. Um, let's see, how many kaiju did we get in that movie? We saw them reboot Manda. We saw them reboot Kamakaris, Kamanga, Rodan, Angiris. We got uh, Ebira, the lobster. We got um, Hedra. Gigan, of course, um, which he got killed twice in that movie, once normal and once with his chainsaw hands. Mothra was in that. And we definitely got a reboot of uh, Ghidorah, in a way. Uh, Kaiser Ghidorah. It's, it was a four-legged uh, Ghidorah. He, it was pretty much a redesign of uh, Death Ghidorah from the Mothra trilogy. Um, hmm. For them to redo it again, it's it's kind of hard to think about. I, I mean, as much as I love the monster itself, Gigan, he's he's just a it's a clever design. It's a clever monster. He's a I giant, agree. He's a giant robotic. Technically, I mean, the fan theory is the fact that he was a he was a monster that existed on a world long ago or something or another, and he was kind of a a, a bird reptilian like creature but something happened and then um he was destroyed but aliens came across his carcass and they decided to rebuild him and they made him a cyborg which is why he has the the metal hook arms the metal um hook feet the chainsaw on the chest the mechanized kind of beak and stuff they say that, that was not actually what that monster looked like. And the visor eye, the eyeball, the visor eye was not actually what Gigan originally had. That visor eye is more like a sensor, like like the Terminator. It's more of a it's not an eyeball, it's a way of like sensing things. So Gigan is actually more of a mechanized creature or anything. But to recreate that thing for Toho to recreate that, because I'm pretty sure uh, we've heard that after uh, Kong versus Godzilla in 2020, Japan is going to create their own monster verse and they're going to like kind of start from the beginning and start making Japanese monster movies again. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to think. I, I, I mean, how could they modernize the old Toho classic monsters that we know? They kind of did that in Final Wars, or they did do that in Final Wars with Gigan. They already made him. Um, they already they already did like kind of remake him. So we. we I can see how they it. could do it with some monsters like King Ghidorah. They've already done that with uh, the legendary death. movies. <laughs> yeah, I could see how they could modernize not modernize him. Uh, Mechagodzilla. I could see how they mo- could modernize him. The the 
the ones that I see like being the hardest to modernize that they haven't done already is Gigan and if if they were wanting to do these Gigan um <laughs> I guess Gabra but they probably don't want to do him the Gabra technically he doesn't actually exist so that's the thing the Gabra is probably never going to be remade ever again because he was a child's dream so I don't think Gabra is ever going to come back. It sucks because, in a way, he's a cool monster. He's a giant. He's a big ogre. Like you could, you could kind of conceivably remake something like that in a scarier form. Yeah, but well, no, by that he's, point, he's a child's. He's a child's. He's a child's dream. Well, by that point, does would you even like really need to call him Gabra because he would be so different? I mean, it's up, what I mean? To, it's it's up to Toho, man. They they can do whatever they want. They always have, and they always will. Um. Uh, uh the other one I saw they them having like a big, like issue trying to like remake would be Megalon. If they, oh my god, I was just about to say, if there's any monster that I would, I don't know. Wait, I don't know if that's a question you're going to want to ask me, though. Second, if there's no, a monster uh, that I... Uh, if the, you wanted to see them remake it? Yeah. Sure, go go ahead, shoot. Uh, Megalon would definitely be one of those that I would love to see come back. Because, technically, he still does exist. Remember, at the end of the movie, he didn't die. He drilled his way back to quote unquote Seatopia. Um, so he's still around. He's not a monster that was destroyed or killed off by Godzilla. To see a Megalon come back, and plus the fact it's such an ingenious and unique monster, just like Gigant. That's another reason I love everything about the 70s movies. They created a lot of unique, like, one-of-a-kind monsters. I mean, Gigan. What is that? I mean, you look at that monster, if you showed that to, like, modern people in society, they'd be like, what is that? He it's has like, a buzzsaw on his chest. Get over a, it. It's, He's cool. It's a, it's a chicken uh, hooked three-winged buzzsaw monster. And, like, with Megalon, it's the same thing. It's like, what, what am I looking at? We got, like, a a giant June bug with with uh, skyscraper sized drill hands, and um, and uh, uh, he he can spit atomic loogies. It's a unique monster. Uh, King Caesar is cool, of course. I love King Caesar. He's one of my favorite of all. It's a, it, he's not as inventive. I mean, he's just a giant dog, and uh, Titanosaurus. He is pretty cool. It's just a giant uh, T-Rex, like, whatever, with more aquatic uh, features. But still, the 70s, they spat out some pretty awesome, unique monsters. That's why I love all the 70s movies. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about what about my boy Skeleturtle, though? Who's that? No, never mind, never mind. <laughs> um, uh... Going on ahead with the questions. Yes. Um, uh, 
What? I know this is going to be a big one, but okay. is there anything else you would like to commend the movie for? Besides Hiro, uh, Hiroka... Hiro I, Nakajima. Yeah, Hiro... No, I, I can't say his name. Him. Haru, Haruro. Haruko's Nach, no, Nakajima's... No. Haruro. Haruro. Haruro, yes. Haruro, Haruro Nakajima's Nakajima. yes. wor- work on the Godzilla suit. Besides that, and uh, its campiness, what else would you commend about them? Oh, and the uh, set from earlier. Well, what else would you commend? All right, so... um. You're trying to ask me... Yes, like you said, it's a little bit of a difficult question because the main points of that movie that I love is the fact that Haru Nakajima, it's his, it's his last movie. Um, and like uh, like you also said, I or I said, I love the setting of the film and the kind of corniness of the 1970s vibe and everything. But what I will say, the things that I love about the film, aside from that, is the fact that it does reintroduce monsters that we already love. It has Anguirus as Godzilla's tag team partner, and for Gigan's tag team partner, it's Ghidorah, which is Godzilla's uh, most well-known enemy in history. And the fact that we have a a two-on-two tag team battle, we have Godzilla and Anguirus, Gigan and Ghidorah. It's just it's it's a great it's a great way to to have a film go instead of just one-on-one monsters it's it's two-on-two which is awesome and even though it's kind of funny to say everybody has always considered Anguirus Godzilla's number one best friend even though the fact of the matter is they've only been in two films together where they fought together destroy all monsters uh... and then Godzilla versus Gigant because in the first movie you know Godzilla raised again they were enemies. They were not. They were not friends whatsoever. Well, so fact- technically, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. It, it it depends on like what you mean by fighting together, like fighting on the same side or fighting like uh, okay. next to you're, one another. You're correct in the sense that you say that because Anguirus does pop up in Godzilla, Mechagodzilla. Um, but he's he's not Godzilla's tag team partner. They're not fighting. No, together. no. I mean, technically, he's Anguirus is a good guy in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, but he's not a tag team partner. That's the sense no. that I, that's that's the point that I was getting across. It's the fact that there's only been uh, two movies where they've actually been tag team partners. Yeah, but uh, that's I mean, that's really one of the only essential things that I love. Oh, I forgot. Okay, it was directed by Jun Fukuda, who has directed many of my favorite Godzilla films in the past. Yes, we all love Ishiro Honda. He was the one that got it all started. He's the one that's been doing it from the beginning. But Jun, Fu- Jun Fukuda has been the one that directed many, many of my favorite Godzilla films. He directed Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. That was his debut. Um... That was his debut Godzilla film. That was the first one that 
was not directed by Ishiro Honda. He did Godzilla versus this. Um, so it was Sea Monster. He did Son of Godzilla. Then he did, uh, yeah, Godzilla versus Gigan, Megalon, Mechagodzilla, and that was it for him. After that, the, all those others were Ishiwa Honda. So Jun Fukuda, he directed the last film that Haru Nakajima ever appeared in, and I thought that was um, that was that was kind of cool in a way. So yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I guess I'll hand it over to Et because I just saw that uh, he has a question he would like to ask you. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I while during this, I came up with a couple of questions. My first one is, uh, what's your thoughts on this movie really being the first one to show Godzilla actually bleeding? Yes. So this is the first time where we have a, we actually saw Godzilla. <laughs> draw blood from any other monster um i remember when i was a kid well actually i can't say that this was the first time i saw godzilla draw blood because my first movie that i ever got started on was godzilla versus mechagodzilla and remember there's some pretty pretty intense scenes in that where mechagodzilla is doing the like uh, the flying scene and firing his finger rockets and Godzilla is bleeding all over the place with all these uh, metal rockets in his chest and stuff. But but he gets and, banged and, up way more in this movie. Yes, in this movie we see the scene where Godzilla uh, or where Gigan first does uh, his flyby and slices Godzilla's shoulder. Yeah, and it spews blood. That was pretty astonishing, and it was it was a little bit shocking to see something like that as a kid. Because then, of well, course, I saw that as a child, and I was like, "Whoa!" It's and, not um, just Godzilla too; it's also uh, Angelus or Angiris or however you say. Yeah, it. I was about to get to that. Angiris, of course, has the scene where um, he's like he's triumphantly trying to charge forward and save his buddy Godzilla. Godzilla's being like spat down by the Godzilla Tower. He's being like hit over and over again by the Godzilla Tower's uh, ray, the the laser beam. And Angiris tries to save him, and Guy uh, Gigan has his atomic uh, or not atomic. He has his chainsaw chest like buzzing, and Angiris like charges forward anyway and tries to save his best friend. Doesn't matter. Gigan still boom hits him in the face and. And you have that blood spray right at the camera. So Godzilla vs. Gigan is actually... It's notable for its quote-unquote gore. Because you actually see a lot more kind of blood in this movie than you have seen in any other before. Because I will say the only other movie that could kind of match that would be Godzilla vs. Godzilla. But it's not as bad in that movie because it's uh, Godzilla. All he does is he has a little bit of blood bleeding out of him from the rockets that got shot into his chest and stuff. Well, GMK also has like that drill coming out of uh, Godzilla. That was pretty right, but it, a but, little but bit for gory. a show, for a show, for show, yeah. If we're just if we're just sticking to show stuff, then yes, Godzilla versus Gigan is probably the bloodiest out of all the Showa series movies. 
I would say the bloodiest out of all the movies. True. <laughs> the bloodiest. But I wouldn't say that it is the only one that has it and Mechagodzilla is the only ones that have blood. But I'm pretty sure you would say the same as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah, those those are definitely the... the... Yes, like you said, GMK, there's, it's, it's not bloody, but there's the scenes where like the, the drill comes out of his shoulder from yeah. the inside out and you kind of see guts or whatever, but but and no. then his heart later on. Graphically and kind of more disturbing wise, yeah. it's Gigan and Mechagodzilla. Um, uh, the one part that really got me in Gigan as a kid, Gigan versus Mechagodzilla, was when uh, Gigan took his claw and he hit Godzilla on Godzilla top of the, the face on. over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, that part. That's another bloody scene. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, E.T., what's your next question? Uh, what's your thoughts on the infamous speech bubbles in the Japanese version? Ah, the speech bubbles. Uh, that's right, because Americanized. The crazy, scratchy record sound with the monsters actually talking. It's, um, I actually kind of think it makes more sense for the Japanese version to have the monsters roaring in their, their natural, like, like their tone, like Godzilla has his, his roar. And then Anguirus has his uh, roar. And then they kind of have just speech bubbles instead, because that means they, it shows they can communicate with each other and understand each other without having to, to show because with the Americanized one, with that, that, that weird record scratching sound with, um, you know, audio played on top of that, which was, Angela, there's a lot of trouble going on. Better check. Okay. I mean, I always thought that was really weird. For the monsters to have kind of funny speech bubbles, to to like kind of visually show that they are understanding what each other says, I think that's kind of cool. I think that was actually a a more efficient way to go about it than what America did with them going, Angela, come on. Yeah, or, so, I think Japan. That's one thing that Japan did better with the Japanese version of Godzilla versus Gigant that we screwed up. Yeah, it makes a little more sense that way. Um, my next question was, uh, what was your thoughts on when it was released in America originally? It was called Godzilla on Monster Island. Oh, what do you God. think of that title? Uh, all right, well, you kind of just heard my please right there. Um, no, I do not like that title whatsoever because <laughs> Godzilla on Monster Island? Are you kidding me? Okay. Godzilla, that, that's like, I think, oh God, somebody did a really good analogy not too uh, long ago. I, 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 oh, I, I remember no. what it is. That's like, call, it, it was like calling Indiana Jones in the Temple yeah. of Dune, Indiana Jones and Shanghai. Yeah. It was, it was just, it was not, no, it's not the same thing. I Godzilla think that was and Brendan Tindled, right? Actually, I believe the dude... Like who's the guy on YouTube that actually does the the um 
um, Monster uh, Mania, Monster, uh, whatever. He does reviews for all the Godzilla movies. Monster Mac. God, what's it called? Oh, um, uh, uh, you mean uh, Monster so Massacres? Jake, you mean Jake? You mean Jake? Cinema uh, Massacres? Not Jake. Cinema. James. James. Um, uh, yeah. Cinema Massacre? Do you mean Cinema Massacre? Monster Madness or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, he was, I think he was the one that did that exact analogy. I'm yeah. copywriting him for doing the same thing. <laughs> nah. No, I do not like that title whatsoever because it makes no sense. So I, I mean, I'm I, I'm not gonna really, <laughs> I'm not gonna try to go any further into depth on that. I just, there it is. No, it doesn't make sense. I don't like it. No. What? What do you think of uh, Ghidorah being in this movie? Do you like that, or do you think it should have been just? Yeah, Gigan in this movie. No, I actually thought from what I, I I thought that was like a cool tag team battle. The fact that they had Godzilla fight, or Godzilla and Angiris fight two monsters. Um, they Ghidorah is a, a space alien, of course, and so is Gigan, as far as we know. We still kind of don't know Gigan's origin fully to to this day, but the fact that he fought alongside another monster from space, I thought that was pretty cool. And we had two and what's interesting alright, this is interesting to think about. Godzilla fought Ghidorah two times in the past, or three times if you want to. Technically the past would be Ghidra and then Monster Zero and then Destroy all monsters would be the future, but what, yeah. uh, whatever. So if you think about the original movie, the 1964 movie, it took Godzilla, Mothra, and Rodan to take down Ghidorah. And then in the second movie, it was Godzilla and Rodan to take down, take down Ghidorah. In this movie, um, Ghidorah, basically Gigan fought Godzilla and Ghidorah fought Anguirus. So, Anguirus being kind of... He's not a super strong kaiju. But the fact that he went toe-to-toe with Ghidorah on his own for the majority of the battle in Godzilla vs. Gigant, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then the only that- reason that the Ghidorah flew away and like gave up is because Godzilla did that, like, that, that, uh, like, over-the-head triple smackdown where he grabbed all three of Ghidorah's heads threw him over his own head and smacked him into the ground three times and Ghidorah was like screw this I'm out of here um that's that's pretty cool um so I uh, thought it was it, it, uh, Ghidorah it was he was an interesting it was an interesting choice to throw into the mix for this movie and I I, I don't have a problem with it I actually think it's cool because I you like know, uh, and this is one of the first movies. Actually, this was the first movie where we saw a two-on-two uh, versus movie. We had yeah. Godzilla and Gyrus versus Gigan and Ghidorah. Before Wasn't that, this the only movie we ever had? Well, I mean, I mean, yes, uh, yes, I mean, besides yes, 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 yes. 
I mean, yes. the, yeah, only in Showa is what I'm talking about. Yes, it is. It's the only two-on-two. Because... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I just corrected myself. Godzilla versus Megalon. We had Godzilla, oh, yeah, 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 Megalon, and Gigant. So, but um, it was the first movie where it was two-on-two. You're right. Yeah. Speaking um, of uh, two. Uh, well, really quick, Aztec says, how about, what did he think the general audience first reactions were when they saw Gigan for the first time? Do you think they thought he was scary, cool, or goofy? Especially the American American audience. What do I think that yeah. people from the past thought? Yeah, that's kind of a hard question to answer because I have no idea what the audience from the past thought. Um, you're right that Gigan is a pretty, it's a pretty out there design. You got this giant robotic, uh, robotic. Style I like that about him though. Chicken thing. Um, so, but at the same time, they pulled him off in such a way that he wasn't ridiculous looking. He is a really cool kaiju to this day. Um, but I mean, it's, it's really hard for me to answer that kind of question because I was not around in 1972. So I have no idea what the audience back then might've thought. Uh, for me to say, I, for me to guess what they thought, um, hmm. it's probably something they've never seen before. So they were either really surprised by the design or they were, or yes, they might've laughed at it because they were like, ah, what, what is this giant chicken with a chainsaw on his chest? Um, my guess would be that most people thought it was really cool just like I do because I think that it's something like, like I said, it's something we haven't seen before. And most of the time when uh, anybody sees something they've never seen before and it's unique, they'll actually have greater appreciation for it than usual. So that's, that's my opinion, I guess, but that's, that's like I said, a little bit of a difficult, harder question to ask or to answer because I wasn't around during, Day, so I can't, I can't guess what people from 1972 thought. Uh, go, go ahead, Et. Uh, you were talking about earlier about how uh, this was the first tag team. What was your thoughts on the uh, pretty much follow-up sequel to this movie, Godzilla vs. Megalon? As in. What do you mean? Like, what, what, what are my thoughts on Godzilla vs. Megalon now? Or, or, um, like, did you like how they showed Gigan? Do you think he should have been a little oh, more? Uh, what are are you saying? What do I think of Gigan's appearance, Godzilla vs. Megalon? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, um. Well, as a fond, and uh, as a fond, uh. As, as I'm very fond of Godzilla versus Gigan, and I love that monster. Um, I thought they they reintroduced him in an interesting way in Godzilla versus Megalon. It was it was like like I said, it was kind of uh, weird because you have these underground 
just like beings or whatever and all of a sudden they know like contact space ambulance space uh nebula hunter and request their help of gigan so you have these underground dudes asking for the help of a monster from space but the the gigan design i actually love the 1973 version of gigan i have i have figures of both versions so i i actually can differentiate differentiate excuse me the um the looks of both of them gigan was a monster in godzilla versus gigan or uh Meg, godzilla versus megalon I actually did some size comparisons. Like I looked, I looked up detailed pictures and stuff. Gigan is much, much larger in Godzilla versus Megalon than he was in Godzilla versus Gigan. Like he is, he's like a good uh, entire head taller than Godzilla, Megalon, and J- Jaguar in the film. He's he's a monster. He's actually really huge, and the fact that he. He does some pretty good damage. And plus the fact, I think that it's unique that we have two unique monsters like that in the same film. Because you have these crazy, um, you know, in a way, I think Megalon is actually a cyborg. Even though they never mention it in the film, I think Megalon might actually be kind of a cyborg also because of his, his weird drill hands and the way that, uh, like, his, the construction of his body. So to have two monsters that are that unique with uh, crazy designs in the same film, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, uh, speaking of different versions of Gigan, do you prefer the 2004 Gigan or the 1972 Gigan? 72, all the way. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I knew that answer. I knew the answer to that question. <laughs> 72. Oh god. If 2004 didn't even exist, I'd still be fine. Um, how about 1972? Or well, I, I don't remember the year for Godzilla versus Megalon, but Godzilla versus Gigan versus Godzilla versus Megalon. Sorry, what was that? Year? Um, which de- which design do you like more, Godzilla versus Megalon or Godzilla versus Gigan for Gigan? Oh, out of the two, 72 and 73. Um, yes. yes, of course, I've got to hand it to the very original one, 72. 72 is definitely the better looking design. 73 is, um, it looks like the budget was not, because they actually had to recreate a brand new suit. They didn't use the old Gigan suit and modify it. They actually built a brand new Gigan suit for Godzilla versus Megalon. They started from, from, from nothing to something. Um, and uh, I think the budget was a little bit lower than than uh, Godzilla versus Gigan, the first movie. So the seven, the 73 Gigan does not look as good as the 72. So the 72 won all the way. Um, uh, I need to start uh, wrapping this thing up here, uh, E.T. Um, uh, but Aztec says, if you were... You were to come up with a quick theory on how Gigan can work in the MonsterVerse. How would it go? Bit of a hard question, so you don't have to answer. Are you talking about in the 
the legendary, like the the monster verse yeah. that we have with the the Americanized one. Yeah. Okay. This is actually one that I've been thinking of, so I'm uh, I'm kind of glad he asked that. <clears throat> All right. So Godzilla 2014, he he fought and killed the Mutos. They're they're gone. We're, they're they're dead. We've we've seen that happen. Um, well. Uh, they're they. We've gotten teases that it, they might be returning. How's that? Uh, there's like an image that's been floating around on uh the Monarch Twitter of the, the head of one of the Mutos. Okay, it might be, right. it might this, be one of the dead. actually. That's, that's great. I'm I'm gonna interrupt you here and say this is where my uh fan theory is gonna go is with that that exact image that you're talking about. <clears throat> so Godzilla killed both the Mudos. We know that. Um and the Mudos, they're they're they kinda, you know, they're they're insectoid-ish. They're they're very uh it's it's kinda hard to say what they are um exactly. But yes, you're right. There is in at Tokyo Comic Con that happened a couple of weeks ago, there was a teaser trailer that showed the female Muto's head. So the female Muto's head in what looked like a giant warehouse slash uh, scientific discovery center or whatever. But it showed they, they collected the female Muto's head. My fan theory is, this is my fan theory for why Gigan can exist in the modern universe. You know, Gigan, we all know his origin is that he's a space alien slash whatever. Um, so he's, he's an alien from space. But to make him more modernized in this more, the legendary universe, this is my feeling that they're going to take that Mudo, that female Mudo head, and maybe like the re- the remains of the the Mudos, they're gonna experiment around with them, and they're gonna combine those with mechanical parts to try to create their own America, with, uh, just like we're we're gonna like uh, Japan did with Mechagodzilla, where they tried to make a hero out of um. Mechagodzilla, America or whoever, scientists, they're going to try to recreate a monster using pieces of the Mudo and pieces of, uh, of mechanics. And they're going to create Gigan. They're going to use the remains of Mudo and they're going to use mechanical parts and America or, or whatever scientist, whatever there's going to be a legendary Gigan created here on Earth. It's not, he's not going to have a, a space alien um, backstory instead. He's going to be created here on Earth. But something is going to go wrong, is what I feel. Like, like even though we uh, humans created him, something's going to go wrong. And the Muto, the Muto conscience is going to wake up inside of Gigan. Instead of us being able to control it, the Mudo conscience is going to wake up, and uh, Gigan 
is going to be an uncontrollable force that Godzilla is going to have to stop because we created Gigan from Mudo parts and he's now an unstoppable force that's actually pretty powerful because uh, the plan was that we we humans tried to create a monster to stop Godzilla but in the end we created a monster that we can't control I'm sorry that was a very long and lengthy answer but that's my fan theory for how Gigan can exist in this new legendary universe it's a cool idea I like it uh to add on to that, uh, for the future of Gigan, if this rumored quote-unquote world of Godzilla were to happen, do you think Gigan deserves his own solo movie? I'm going to say no, because Gigan, even though he's a cool monster and everything, it's just as... It's it's not the American way to make a solo movie about something a monster like that. Gigan isn't popular enough or cool enough for America to make a solo legendary pictures Gigan movie. I mean, the only reason we did Kong is because, oh my God, King Kong has been around since 1933. He's older than Godzilla. So uh, a solo Gigan movie just does not seem like it would be in the works. Um, same with any, uh, unfortunately, same with any of the other Toho films. Even though Toho made the standalone movie Rodan back in 1956, I don't see America making a standalone Rodan after this legendary pictures uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters movie. Uh, I really, I mean, God, Godzilla is a kind of household name across the world. It's it's only the fact that Godzilla fans know the names Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, and stuff like that. That's the only reason that we know those movies, and that they um like the in or conceivably in our mind with there there could be a solo Rodan movie or a solo Mothra movie, but for American audiences, that's not the truth. Not many American audiences know. That Rodan had it own, has his own movie, or that Mothra has her slash his own movie. So, and Gigan, especially him being a very very not known monster, I really don't see him having his own movie. Um. Well, all right. Uh. Yeah. Can we move into a little bit of a lightning round with like? Uh, one word answer questions. Oh God, it's gonna be hard for me. You guys have been hearing me. All right, what's no, your no, favorite? No. Uh, so, sorry. I said go. All right, what's your favorite goofy Godzilla moment? Uh, Godzilla swinging on his tail and Godzilla versus Megalon. What is your least favorite Godzilla film? Uh, oh god. Um Godzilla versus Mechagod or uh Godzilla versus King Ghidorah 1991. What's your favorite Ultraman kaiju? Uh Subozu. 
if you were to put any gamer kaiju against Godzilla, what kaiju would it be? Iris. What's what's your favorite non Godzilla kaiju? Non Godzilla kaiju. Yes, non god non Godzilla kaiju. Oh, uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, say it again. You kind of like got cut out. I said, I said, uh, oh god, uh, non Godzilla kaiju. Hold on. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Gamera? This this is hard because I mean uh God, so it's a lightning round, so I gotta answer fast. I'm gonna go with uh Gamera nineteen ninety nine. All right. Uh... Actually, no, 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 no. I changed my answer. It's um, it's uh, uh what's from Gamera the Brave? What's that? What's the enemy Zetus. from Zetus? Oh, I thought Zetus was cool. I like Zetus. If you were to make a Godzilla film, what kaiju would be in it? If I were. Yes. I would go with <clears throat> Godzilla, of course, as the Godzilla ally, Gorosaurus, the tag team partner. Um... Source, the tag team. Uh, uh, oh, God, uh, it's so hard. Uh, really so quick, Raiju Kaiju brought up the giant claw. Do you like that, Kaiju? Is that the one? Oh, God, that giant bird looking. Yeah. Yeah. Never, I haven't seen the movie, but that thing looks really ridiculous anyways back to the question we were on okay so i would say godzilla and gorosaurus as the tag team good guys and um return of titanosaurus as one of the enemies and um so godzilla gorosaurus so an all monster battle godzilla gorosaurus titanosaurus and uh Screw it. Bring back Megalon. Godzilla and Gorosaurus versus Titanosaurus and Megalon. What's your favorite non-Godzilla kaiju flick? War of the Gargantuas. What's your favorite Godzilla song? The end song from Godzilla vs. Gigant. Uh, the, 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 I guess it's called Godzilla March. Um, but yeah, I think it's 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 called Godzilla March. The the end song when Godzilla and Anguirus are are swimming off into the sunset. Which do you think is better, Matango or Space Amoeba? Space Amoeba. All right, we're out of the lightning round. So, Et, anything anything else you would like to ask him? Oh God, that was so stressful. Oh God. Just to be a Badinsky, uh, I have a couple lightning round questions. Oh, man. I, I just finished the lightning round. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, go ahead, man. That was my lightning round. This is his lightning round. Are you a fan <laughs> of the Godzilla anime trilogy? Yes or no? No. 
if Gamera could fight Godzilla in a Hollywood movie, would you see that? Yes. As long as good. And just, yeah. I, yes, I would. Even though those are two different companies and we know it would never happen, yes, I would like to see that. I actually, yes, yes, yes. Out of these two Godzilla ripoffs, which is better, Gorgo or Young Gary? Young Gary. If they could bring back one non Toho kaiju for the MonsterVerse. But it could not be Japanese. It would have to be another country or America. What would it be? Oh man, I'm I'm trying to think of all the uh, non non Japanese giant monster movies that have come. I mean, we got. We got all the monsters from Pacific Rim. We got Cloverfield. We got uh, uh, Young Gary. Is one right? We got Young Gary. Well, technically, we have every single monster from Gamera because those are not Toho. Um. Wow. Oh, this is pretty tough. I'm like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like giving y'all like a standstill answer here because because I can't think of something right now. Um, can we come back to that? That's that's. I'm actually having a hard time answering that one right now. I have one other question, and then we'd have to come back to it. Come back to okay. That's okay. That'll give me time to think. I guess maybe. Uh, if Pacific Rim could be in the MonsterVerse, would you like to see that? Yes. Oh my god, you gave me such a... Before that one. <laughs> you gave me such... The MonsterVerse with the Pacific Rim was so much easier than... what's uh, What monster would you bring back that doesn't exist in the Godzilla universe already? Yes, uh, I would love to see the Pacific Rim universe exist in the same uh, MonsterVerse as Godzilla. Which is conceivable because it's it's legendary. Um, well, considering the fact that Zetus is your favorite kaiju that's not from Godzilla, would you would it be like that same thing kind of? Well, unfortunately, the problem is I mean Zetus got definitely blown away, so he's he's gone. That's what the, that's the fact. That's one of the reasons why he couldn't be brought back because I know he's already been killed off. Um, Ah. Man, I don't have an answer for this because it's really, really hard. Um, Oh my god, I guess this is like the one question that I'm going to have to leave blank because you asked me something that I was not prepared for. Uh, One being the fact that there's, there's not many giant monster movies outside of the Godzilla verse that I can like say, oh my god, I love that movie. Um Yeah, I'm sorry. This is 
this is the one question I'm gonna have to leave blank because I don't have I literally don't have an answer for it. <laughs> and I feel so bad about saying that, but I, I I really don't have an answer for it. Samson, uh what's your favorite mecha mech in a kaiju film has to have mecha slash mech in the name? Oh, I mean in a in a kaiju film? Yeah. Joe Jaguar. It has to have, have Mecha or Mech in the name. Ah! <laughs> well, alright. Well of course it's gonna be after it, it's gonna be Mecha Godzilla nineteen seventy five. Not not seventy four, seventy five, because seventy four uh seventy five is a lot better than seventy four. Over Mecha King Ador? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the Hasty. All right. Um. E. T. Is there anything else you would like to ask him? Nope, I'm good. Well, if in that case, uh, is there anything else you would like to say, Samson? Well, I've uh, I've had a really tremendous time talking to you. Um. I guess my wrap-up statement, because the whole point of this was for me to talk about Godzilla versus Gigan in the first place. If I want to do like a small little thing about Godzilla versus Gigan, my whole reason that I love that movie is because, again, I've said that I love the suit that was used in the movie, even though it was used in 1978 or 68. Excuse me, it was used in 68, and they, you know, used all the way up until 72. Um, there's, the design of the suit is amazing. The fact that it was Haru Nakajima's last performance in that suit is great. And it's really sad to actually think about the reason why Haru Nakajima quit acting as Godzilla was because special effects director Eiji Tsuburaya, he died in, um, he died in early or late he died in 1970 so the last film that he worked on with um so Iji Tsuburaya and Haru Nakajima the last film they worked on together was Godzilla's Revenge and they both had respect for each other so 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 much got and Haru Nakajima worked on Godzilla versus Hedra even without special effects director Ichi Tsuburaya. But then when Godzilla vs. Gigan came around, Haru Nakajima, he literally came out and said with a statement that he said, this is the last movie that I'm going to do. Because without special effects director Ichi Tsuburaya, I don't know if I can continue to do this anymore. So it's really depressing to think that... Um, that's the reason why he quit being Godzilla, but at the same time, that showed how much of a strong relationship he had with Eiji Tsuburaya that it made him quit being Godzilla. But either way, he put his final performance into Godzilla vs. Gigan, which is what I've always thought. And he did it. And he... Haru Nakajima made the movie amazing. He fought one of his toughest foes he'd ever fought 
in the entire existence of Godzilla. And I love that about uh, the movie because I love Guy Ken. I think he's one of my favorite enemies of all time. Or he is my favorite enemy of all time. And um, the fact that Haru Nakajima put his all in this movie because it was the last time he was going to portray Godzilla. And the fact that he didn't have his beloved special effects director, Iji Tsuburaya, there. Um, he still powered through it. He did it. And to this day, it's still a either beloved or hated movie. To those that treat it as a hated movie, I feel sorry for those in because they have a gigantic stick up their ass. But whatever. It's not my fault. So, All right. Yeah. Before we end this, and this will be the last word of the recording, <laughs> um, uh, if you could describe Godzilla vs. Gigan in one word, the movie as a whole, what would you say in one word to describe that movie? The word that I could use best would be nostalgic.